it is not a far reach to suggest that loading our bodies with fuel that we were never designed to metabolize could result in dysfunction and slowly destroy our engines, just like the engines and the machines that we use on a daily basis. You have to put in the fuel that was designed for that engine. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with leading DIY lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, where women are inspired with authentic stories and practical strategies to reclaim their hearts and homes by empowering transformation, one imperfect day at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I am your host, Anna Fulmer. I have a question for you. You are not allowed to Google it. No Googling allowed. I will find you. All right. Answer this question. Tell me, what is whole food nutrition? What is whole food nutrition? Stop for a minute and take a quick stab at this. The phrase whole food nutrition is tossed around like candy in the fitness and nutrition industry. But the fact is many people, I would argue, even in said industry, don't actually know how to define the term. So what is whole food nutrition? Whole food nutrition is a broad term that essentially means food in its most natural or whole state, whole meaning it is minimally processed, modified, or refined without additives or chemicals. There are two labels the food industry has created in order to delineate that it is a whole food. Those labels are natural and organic. What we are going to talk about today is not only what are whole foods, understanding these definitions, but more importantly, does it really matter? Does it really matter if I eat whole food versus processed food, natural versus organic? What makes the difference between natural and organic food? Well, you are in the right place. Let's break it down. All right. Number one, natural foods. So natural foods tend to be those that are minimally processed and do not contain any hormones, antibiotics, or artificial flavors. However, in the United States, neither the FDA nor the USDA has any rules or regulations that I'm aware of for products labeled natural. Take meat, for example. Beef can be labeled natural. That's not uncommon to see in the stores. It'll say natural on it, but the cows could still technically have been given growth hormones or antibiotics. Fruits and vegetables, absolutely all natural. However, they could still have been sprayed with pesticides or come from a farm that has been genetically modifying their crops over the years to yield a larger harvest. There's really no regulation for the term natural. This is where the organic label comes in. The organic label is strictly defined by federal regulations. When you see that green and white label, in theory, it is expected that the product was created with a set of farming and production practices that are defined and regulated in great detail by the USDA. So items grown from the earth must be certified by regulatory agencies that perform soil tests. And in order for a farm, for example, to even become certified, their soil must have at least three years of no pesticide treatment. The organic label, as I said, in theory, guarantees no toxic synthetic pesticides, toxic synthetic herbicides, or chemical fertilizers are used in production and no antibiotics or growth hormones are given to animals. There are certain foods that are more worth their organic price tag than others. This is one of the most common questions that I get from this whole conversation with my fitness and nutrition clients in the faster way with Anna program is how to, you know, are there certain organic foods that are more 
important to prioritize than others, because let's be honest, not everybody can afford that organic price tag. I completely understand that. And there are certain foods more worth the price tag than others. One of the best resources that is out there, it is updated every year, is called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. You're saying, what on earth is the Dirty Dozen and Clean 15? Well, these are lists that are updated yearly from the Environmental Working Group or the EWG. And these are lists to help decide when you should splurge for organic fruits and vegetables and where you could save based on yearly reports of pesticide residue. So let me give you an example. This is from 2021. This is directly from the EWG's website, or you can look at the show notes from today's episode at hammersandhugs.com, and it'll have all these resources. So last year's Dirty Dozen 2021 Shopper's Guide to Pesticides in Produce. This means these are dirty fruits and vegetables, meaning this is where you would want to buy organic. Strawberries, spinach, kale, collard, and mustard greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, bell and hot peppers, celery, and tomatoes. That was from last year. Clean 15. These are the ones that you really would not need to buy organically. You could save some extra money because these came up cleaner during their pesticide test. Avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas. There's a mention frozen sweet peas. Eggplant, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, kiwi, cauliflower, mushrooms, honeydew melon, and cantaloupe. Listen, when you're looking at labels, it's one of those things where you still need to be realistic. If you cannot afford that organic price tag, yes, it is kind of like the easy way to shop But if you can't afford that price tag, these lists are really helpful just to give you a sense of what may or may not be worth the price tag for that particular year. When you are looking at meat labels, if you are not buying organically, then try to find somewhere in the fine print if they mention that there were no growth hormones given. When buying packaged foods, if you aren't going for the easy organic label again, be sure to read the label and make sure there aren't any artificial ingredients. Again, questions that I get a lot. What do I prioritize? So meat, you truly do want to avoid meat that was given growth hormones. You want to see if it says no growth hormones given. You want to avoid any packaged foods with artificial ingredients. Seafood is a question that I get. Ideally, you want to find salmon, for example, wild caught as opposed to fresh farmed. Wild caught as opposed to farmed. There are apps that can help you kind of decode and scan labels to let you know if there are additives, et cetera. I have had clients ask for this. Again, this link is on the show notes today and the blog at hammersandhugs.com. There's a link to some of the best apps for decoding food label ingredients. Hey, if you have better ideas, please include them in the comments, make a comment, go to the show notes today and make a comment below. I would absolutely love more suggestions. This is going to be incredibly helpful for my clients too, as I get these questions from them. Does it really matter? Do whole foods truly make a difference? Well, I'll tell you what, in my six week faster way with Anna program, my fitness nutrition virtual program, I do a training video outlining some of the research behind artificial ingredients and food additives and the way that they are contributing to disease. For those interested in a much more in-depth look at the potential metabolic and physiologic effects of a processed diet, 
you can check out the article that I'm going to reference again on the show notes today at hammersandhugs.com to read the full article. But I want to read you this snippet from this particular article. It says, although the detrimental effects of fat and sugar are undeniable, industrialized food or processed food is composed of many other substances of which the metabolic effects are usually ignored. Emulsifiers, thickeners, artificial sweeteners, and preservatives may have direct and indirect effects on cells of the immune system, contributing to metabolic dysregulation. And for those of you listening and watching to kind of paraphrase that and translate metabolic dysregulation contributes to many chronic diseases. Okay. Metabolic dysregulation contributes to heart disease, diabetes, obesity, etc. So for those of you wondering why that's a problem, that's what it contributes to. You have tried it all worried. You will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed. Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program, but not sure if the strategies will work for you. Try the faster way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. Moreover, safety evaluation and estimates of food additives toxicity are usually based on tests of single compounds, thus underestimating the effects of associating two or more additives. Therefore, policies that aim at curbing the evolution of obesity must take into account not only calorie content of food, but also all the other components and their effects. I absolutely love the snippet from that article because it sums it up so well. It is not just a trend. It is not just a money-making movement. I am telling you from a research-based standpoint, from a medical perspective, I firmly, firmly believe that the artificial food, the processed food that we're putting into our body is contributing to chronic disease. I also have the testimonies of many, many, many clients telling me how much better they feel when eating whole foods, when transitioning their diet to whole food nutrition. So the takeaway is this. I believe that our bodies were not designed to metabolize and optimally function with artificial food. Let's take a car, for example. Listen, I know very, very little about the inner workings of a car. <laughs> I do know that they get me from point A to point B, that anything less than four cup holders is a sham and that the remote start function is the secret to a happy mom life. All right. I do know that much, but I also know that if you put gas into a car with a diesel engine, you could destroy the car. Have you ever noticed at the gas stations, there's like one like weirdo pump for 
diesel engines, right? Like who uses those? I don't. I have the normal gas mom van, you know, but I do understand that the cars that are meant to run on gas, not diesel fuel, will not optimally function if you put diesel into it. This is the same thing for the human body. The same thing is true. It is not a far reach to suggest that loading our bodies with fuel that we were never designed to metabolize could result in dysfunction and slowly destroy our engines, just like the engines and the machines that we use on a daily basis. You have to put in the fuel that was designed for that engine. One of the quotes that my clients hear me say, my patients, when I worked in the emergency department for 10 years, would hear me say this, when I would go out into the community and do disease prevention lectures for the stroke program that I acted as the assistant medical director for, this is another phrase they heard me say a lot. A simple phrase to know what food can you eat? If it is from the earth or it can give birth, then it is probably fair game. If it is from the earth or it can give birth, it is probably fair game. This has been said by people in a whole variety of ways. Mine just happens to rhyme. (laughs) But if it is from the earth or it can give birth, then it is probably fair game. A tip to maneuvering whole food versus processed foods. Another hack when shopping is to consider that the majority of processed foods reside in the center aisles of the grocery store approximately 80% of your groceries should come from the perimeter of the store. All right. Try to do the majority of your shopping around the perimeter of the store. Let me also be clear that eating organically is not the end all be all. It is not the end all be all. People joke around about, well, it's organic. So it's healthy. Listen, people, hemlock is organic. (laughs) Hemlock is all natural. It can be organically grown guess what? It will still kill you if you eat it. The organic label does not inherently mean that it is healthy or that you can eat 500 organic burgers in a day and you will be just fine. Okay. (laughs) Just wanted to clarify that. All right. Be sure to keep the right perspective. The organic label is not an automatic green check mark. Go for it. It just simply makes the process easier. I am not claiming either that eating organically will certainly prevent disease. Frankly, we don't have the research to suggest that. We really don't. I think it will be coming. But I do believe that prioritizing whole food nutrition and limiting or very strictly limiting processed foods within your home will help to promote a better quality of life. Let me give you an example of how we are proactively doing this within our home. We started eating organically After Caleb was born. So that was seven years ago. There's a long story behind it. I won't get into it here. My clients hear me tell this story in my uh, program. But the bottom line was my husband and I decided, Zach and I decided that trying to prevent disease by eating whole food nutrition in our home was worth the cost. It was worth the investment. Let me make a side note about that transition. What was interesting is I was not inherently spending more money because here's what happened. When I prioritized the organic label for food within our home, I bought less food. We adopted this quality over quantity mentality because it was kind of eye-opening to see how much food we couldn't buy because it wasn't available organically, which is a little eye-opening. So all that to say, yes, I think overall our food bill has gone up. However, 
not significantly because we ended up buying less. There were so many snacks that were just kind of eliminated because they weren't available organically. Now, more and more stuff is available organically. So I don't know how true that would still be today. This was seven years ago, but just keep that in mind. Adopt a quality over quantity type of mentality within your home. Another note, I do not insist my kids organically and naturally outside of the home. Moms, I want you to hear this. Granted, my oldest is only nine years old, so we will see how well this plays out as my kids get older. But this whole food mentality, we've prioritized organic food in our house. At a very bare minimum, it is all natural. When we go to other people's homes, when my kids go to their grandparents' homes, I do not take away the gummies that my parents always give to my kids when my kids are there. I don't take them away. I don't want food to become a burden to them. It can be taken too far. A phrase that my clients hear me say over and over again is food was meant to be enjoyed, especially the fellowship around it. I do not want food to be a burden for my children. So I try not to overly harp on food. Okay. And I will do a whole other podcast on how to promote healthy eating in your kids' lives. There's a lot of tips that I have. There's a lot of verbiage we use that needs to be changed. We need to refocus why eating healthily is important as a different podcast for a different day. But I do want you to just be conscious that for those of you who are like me and you are really passionate about whole food nutrition, just be very careful with your children because I have seen this happen on both sides of the coin in my years, especially in the emergency department. You want to be very careful not to push your children into one extreme or the other. Try to maintain some balance. We prioritize whole food nutrition in our home. Outside of our home, we just simply want to teach our kids disciplined moderation. All right. Disciplined moderation. I would love to hear your experiences with whole food nutrition versus a processed diet. Like I said, oh my goodness, I could share so many testimonies of my clients and hearing their stories about the different symptoms that they found improved through implementing the nutritional strategies of the faster way with Ana, intermittent fasting, whole food nutrition, tracking macronutrients and carb cycling. But whole food nutrition is the name of the game nutrition is 90% of the fat loss pie chart. And it is the name of the game when it comes to truly preventing disease and living well. It's a holistic process, people. I'm not giving you a free pass to not exercise, but whole food nutrition makes a difference. We will see more research saying that I am very, very convinced of it, but I would love to hear your thoughts about that as well and what your experiences are. I'll see you here next time. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. It is my honor to be here with you. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to click the subscribe button below so you don't miss a show and leave a comment with your thoughts from today's episode below. If you are listening via your preferred podcasting platform, would you help keep us on the air by rating our show and leaving an honest review of your thoughts from today? In case you haven't heard it lately, your story matters and you are loved. This is your host, Anna Fulmer, and I will see you here next time on the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast.